0: On today's show, it's Throwback Thursday. Yankees aren't playing today. The Field of Dreams game is going on right now. So maybe we'll talk about the Field of Dreams game from last year. And we'll talk about other games that happened around this time in different years. Because there's nothing good to talk about with the Yankees. So let's look at when they were good. And maybe when they weren't good. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gottsulius, the host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Yankees' is- part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show. You can listen to us in every podcasting platform available. You can also watch us on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. Happy Thursday. We needed this off day. The Yankees needed this off day. We needed this off day. And, uh, Yeah, so we're going to look at some games from the past. And the Field of Dreams game is happening right now. I think all the pre-game ceremony stuff is happening right now. And I was going to have it on in the background, but then I realized I'd probably get, you know, in trouble with, like, a copyright thing. So let's not do that. Um, So today, Throwback Thursday. One game I was reminded of, because I was reminded of it a couple of days ago. On August 9th, 2013, the Yankees were playing the Tigers in a weekend series. August 9th was a Friday night game, and Mo. It was What's Wrong with Mo Week. If you're a longtime Yankee fan, you remember What's Wrong with Mo Week. It happened usually every August. He kind of hit a wall at some point and he'd have a couple of bad outings, usually in a row. And people would think, oh my God, is this the end of Mo Rivera? And then he would snap right back and be Mo Rivera. So the Friday night game, he gave up a two run home run to Miguel Cabrera to tie the game and blew the save. And then Brett Gardner won on a walk-off single. So flash forward to Sunday, August eleventh, twenty thirteen. Yankees Tigers. The Yankees are leading four two, going into the ninth inning. Mo comes in. <laughs> he gives up a home run to Victor Martinez. It's a solo shot. Four three. Okay. He gets Prince Fielder out. Then he gives up a solo shot to Miguel Cabrera to tie the game. And you're thinking, what on earth is happening right now? Yes, it's what's wrong with Mo Week, but no, really, what is happening with Mo. I was at that game. And I remember this so clearly because this was the first weekend that A Rod was back with the Yankees after his hip surgery. And when MLB was trying to suspend him for, I think it was 211 games, remember that craziness where they were trying to come out with this really big suspension for him? And he hit a home run in his first at-bat in that game on Sunday, August 11th. And the funny thing about it was obviously people were going to boo him because of all the stuff that was happening and because, you know, Yankee fans like booing their own. And I recall being extremely annoyed with the fact that they started cheering him after he hit the home run. And it was a 1-0 pitch. And he hits it for a home run. I believe it went to left field. Let me double check that. I'm going by memory. Yeah. And it was Verlander pitching. I remember that. Hits it down the left field line and i was cheering for him because i was one of those people who everyone was so holier than thou about the steroid stuff and it's like do you realize how many of these guys were using it why are you all attacking a-rod attack other people too i was also wearing an a-rod t-shirt so i was cheering for him when he stepped up to the plate Most of the people in my section were booing him, except me and this other guy who was a few few seats away from me, okay? So we were cheering A-Rod. A-Rod hits the home run, and people start cheering him, and I start yelling at everyone around me and say, no, you keep booing. You're not allowed to cheer for him just because he hit a home run. No. Because people weren't really mad about the steroids, because as long as a guy does well you know, after the whole steroid thing, if A-Rod came back in 09 after the Selena Roberts New York Times expose, if he came back in 09 and didn't do anything, he would have been booed out of New York. But, you know, he hit a home run in his first at bat back in Baltimore in May of 09 So you know how A-Rod liked the dramatic things. So I just thought it was great because I never really liked Justin Verlander. And I thought it was really funny that A-Rod hit... That home run off him It's also funny that A-Rod hit his 3000th hit Which was also a home run off Justin Verlander So Mo gives up the home runs to Cabrera uh, Martinez and Cabrera And I'm just like Are you serious? And that year We had bad luck with our tickets We had moved seats a few times in the new stadium 2013 was our last Year with Partial season tickets After 15 years we gave them up The Yankees did not do good for us. Did not do good at all. So when Mo gave up those home runs, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, here we go. Something bad is going to happen. And then the bottom of the knife happens. And it wasn't bad. It was actually good. And the thing about it was, it was just funny to me that Brett Gardner bailed out Mo two nights before and then after eduardo nunez lined out and vernon wells who pinch hit for chris stewart 2013 was such a low point (laughs) it was such a low point for the yankees vernon wells strikes out looking and then brett gardner hits a 1-0 pitch to deep right field and we were right above the trajectory of the home run so we knew it was going out, and it was just really great. And it's not the first time I saw a Brett Gardner walk-off. I saw his first walk-off July 6th, 2008, against the Red Sox. It was a Sunday night game. He hit a single against Papelbon. And this was he was called up June 30th of 08. So that was like his first big moment. And, I mean, it was just like a – it's not like he hit the crap out of the ball, but a walk-off is a walk-off is a walk-off. So, yeah, I had seen a couple of Brett Gardner – home. Uh, walk-offs so that was pretty cool and uh yeah that was august 11th 2013 now i was looking at another one from august 11th because i wasn't sure if there were you know i couldn't really think of other games that fell on um dates that were five years 10 years 15 years because i'm a virgo and i like doing exact numbers like that but i did find one from five years ago and the yankees won And we'll be talking about it in segment two. But first, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Their bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. So whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. If it's not perfect, no problem. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need your special purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So make your moments sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile. And going on right now, Now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe to Locked on Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So this game five years ago... The Yankees Red Sox game. Apparently, they like playing around this time of year and they like scheduling them around this time of year. It was a Friday night at Yankee Stadium, and the starters were Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox. Oh my God. Jaime Garcia. <laughs> do I even remember that? That was five years ago. How do I not remember this? He was with the Yankees in 2017. I am. How come I can remember people from 2005 easier than I can remember guys from 2017? This is really freaky. This is freaking me out right now. Okay. Red Sox lineup Eduardo Nunez, Mookie Betts, Andrew Benintendi, Hanley Ramirez, Chris Young, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, Christian Vasquez, Jackie Bradley Jr., as I said, Erod. Is that what they call him? Yankees lineup Aaron Hicks, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Dee Gregorius, Todd Frazier, Garrett Cooper, Jacoby Ellsbury, Ronald Torres, Austin Romine. Huh. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. It was a nice night that night, 74 degrees at game time, and the wind was 11 miles an hour out of left field. Your umpires, Field and Culbreth, was home plate. Manny Gonzalez, first base. He was the ump the other day. Laz Diaz, second base. CB Buckner, third base. Oi. Wait, that means he didn't go behind the plate. Because if, if it was a three-game series that ended on Sunday, he would be at first base. So he didn't make it behind the plate. Good thing for all of us. Okay, the Red Sox got the scoring started off Jaime Garcia, and they were winning 2-0 after the first. Manny, I must, Manny Ramirez? No, he was gone by then. It's Hanley Ramirez. Hit a two-run home run. It was scoreless all the way until the top of the fifth. Andrew Benintendi hits a home run. Solo shot, 3-0 Red Sox. Jaime Garcia is still in the game. Now, he gets replaced in the top of the sixth by Adam Warren, and they're the only two pitchers for the Yankees. Fun fact, the Red Sox had more pitchers in this game than the Yankees. The Yankees only had Garcia and Warren. Oh, excuse me, Chapman came in to save. The Red Sox had Eduardo Rodriguez, Matt Barnes, Addison Reed, Joe Kelly, and Fernando 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 Abad, or Abad, as I used to like calling him on Twitter. <laughs> I would always say, like, he did a bad thing. I would do puns and stuff because that's just the way I am. So, the Yankees are down 3-0 in the bottom of the eighth. And this is what happened. Brett Gardner gets hit by a pitch. Now, the... Original call was overturned. I think they said he wasn't hit by the pitch, but then Girardi challenged it and said he was hit by the pitch. And then they ruled. They said, Gardner, go to first base. And then Aaron Hicks hit a home run off Addison Reed. Gary Sanchez hit a single. While Judge was up, Addison Reed uncorked a wild pitch, which moved Sanchez to second. Then he ended up walking Judge. Joe Kelly comes in to replace Addison Reed, gives up back-to-back singles to Didi Gregorius and Todd Frazier. Gary Sanchez scores on the Gregorius single. Judge scores on the Frazier single. Chase Headley strikes out swinging. Jacoby Ellsbury hits a single. I can't believe Jacoby Ellsbury was playing August of 2017. That feels like it was too late in the year for him to be playing. Ronald Torres hits a line-out, otherwise known as sacrifice fly, to deep left center field. Dee Dee scores. Brett Gardner walks. Abad comes in to replace Joe Kelly, gets Aaron Hicks, who started the scoring, to pop fly. But the Yankees are up 5-3. Andrew Penn... Can I speak today? Apparently not. (laughs) Aroldis Chapman comes in for the ninth inning. Oh, I forgot about this. He walked the bases loaded. He walks JBJ, walks Nunez, walks Betts. Andrew Benatendi hits into a double play. Obviously, JBJ is going to score on that. Although, um, let's see. Did they... Oh, all right. They challenged the play because they had to challenge the play with Nunez at third. John Farrell didn't believe he was out. But the original call was upheld upon review. And then Mitch Moreland hit a fly ball. To end the game and the Yankees win 5-4. Aroldis Chapman making things interesting all the damn time. Amazing. (laughs) I forgot about Jaime Garcia being on the 2017 Yankees. That sporkle is probably fun. If you haven't played any of the Yankee-themed sporkles, I highly recommend it. They did one. I believe it was all regular season walk-offs from, was it 96 until now? And it gave you, I think, 10 minutes to fill it out. And I was just randomly putting in names for the older ones, but I was thinking of walk-offs that I remembered, Walk-off home runs. So I was thinking of walk-off home runs that I remembered. I got got every single one of them. Took me nearly 10 minutes to get every one, but I got every single one of them. I was very proud of that. But I feel like if I try to do a roster sporkle, Like, especially any of those years in the 2010s, like 13, 14, 16, 17, 15 also, because there were some guys moving in and out. And, you know, like I said, Jaime Garcia, I don't even remember that. That is so odd to me. (laughs) Like, what? Okay, now let's look at, I just, okay, I thought I was looking at 2012 And saw that the "The Yankees beat the Red Sox again 5-4. How did that happen? No. 2012, the Yankees were in Toronto to play the Blue Jays. It was a Saturday. It was a day game. They ended up winning. And Yvonne Nova was your starting pitcher for the Yankees. And Aaron Laffey was your starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. Yankees won four. Nope. (laughs) 5-2. They scored four runs in the fourth inning. A run in the sixth inning. And the Blue Jays scored in the fourth and the eighth. Two runs, one run each. Rafael Soriano got the save because at that point Mo had already torn up his knee. Oh, that was between Mo tearing up his knee and Jeter breaking his ankle in the ALCS. 2012 was an S show can't say the word. And I won't say the word because I don't want to get in trouble, but it was an S show. So in a moment, we're going to look back at more games from August 11th and see if we find anything fun. But first, did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? It's the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods, and Constant exposure to thousands of man made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism, thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. It has eight liver boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract. They all work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin flushing and fat burning machine. So you have no more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion. You don't feel tired all the time. And best of all, Liverweight Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener of our show, you can get Liver Health Formula risk-free today. You can also get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods this makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula so go to getliverhelp.com/mlb to learn more again that's getliverhelp.com/mlb to try liver health formula completely risk free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order go to getliverhelp.com/mlb now to get started I need some of that curb fit to stop me from eating french fries. I had french fries for dinner. That is just not healthy. It's good, but it's not healthy. (laughs) Let's see, 2007, hey, the Yankees won, and Mike Messina won the game. Let's talk about this, because my brother is in Cooperstown right now. He's umpiring. He umpires Little League tournaments up there, and he's met a lot of of former players who coach their kids now. Who did he? Oh, who was it? Was it Todd Helton? I think it was an ex-Rocky, right? I think it was Todd Helton. It was Someone like that. But my brother met him. He's met like a bunch of former players. But he was at the Hall of Fame today. He sent me a picture of Moe and Jeter together because their plaques are right near each other. But I said to him, James, you have to send me Moose. And he sent me a picture of Moose's plaque because I love Mike Mussina. Um, the night that they announced that he was going into the Hall of Fame, I noticed that the person making the announcement had four sheets in front of him, and I realized, wait a minute, wait just a minute, that might mean that he's getting in. And as soon as I heard the words, knuckle curve, I started screaming and then crying. Because I was so excited (laughs) that Moose made the Hall of Fame. After all those years on the ballot, he just kept creeping closer and closer and closer. And it looked like he was going to get there. And it looked slightly iffy that year that he might just miss it, but he made it. And yeah, so I love Moose. I miss him. He was hilarious. His sense of humor was off the charts. Spectacular. Just fantastic. So in this game, happened at Jacobs Field, it was only two hours and 50 minutes. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that great? When games only last two hours and 50 minutes and aren't four hours and 25 minutes. And it was a nine-inning game, and the Yankees scored 11 runs, and they had 19 hits. And Cleveland had two runs and had 10 hits. That's 30 hits. That's a lot of... Even though Cleveland didn't score, that's a lot of people on the bases. So the fact that this game only lasted 250 is kind of amazing. Let's go through the lineups because we have to. By the way, Paul Bird was your losing pitcher. Johnny Damon, Derek Jeter, Bobby Abreu, Alex Rodriguez, Hideki Matsui, Robinson Cano, Melky Cabrera, Andy Phillips was your first baseman, Jose Molina was catching moose. And then for the then Indians, that's what they were called back then. Grady Sizemore, Kenny Lofton, Victor Martinez, Ryan Garko, Johnny Peralta, Casey Blake, Trot Nixon, Kelly Shopik, Josh Barfield, Paul Bird, your pitcher. That's amazing. (laughs) Moose pitched seven and two third innings, gave up two runs on eight hits, did not walk anyone. Struck out six. And at this point in the season, his ERA was a 450, and he was eight and seven. Luis Vizcaino came in, got a third of an inning in that eighth inning when they took Moose out. And then Ron Vallone came in and pitched the ninth inning. Remember Ron Vallone? I do. And uh, let's see how the Yankees scored. If it was, uh, oh, okay. Top of the second. Matsui hits a single, Cano hits a double, Cabrera hits a sack fly, Matsui scores. Andy Phillips walks, Jose Molina hits a single. Johnny Damon hits a double that scores both Cano and Phillips, Molina makes it to third. I'm impressed that he made it to third, even though it was a double, because if you recall correctly, Jose Molina was not very fast. Derek Jeter strikes out swinging. How dare you? Bobby Abreu, single to left, scores Molina, scores Damon. Abreu makes it to second because he advances on the throw. And then A-Rod hits a home run and makes it 7-1 Yankees. They just let Paul Bird finish that inning. He got Matsui to ground out to end it. So seven runs on seven hits with no one left on base. And then... Andy Phillips hits a sack fly in the top of the seventh against Aaron Fultz. scores Matsui, makes it 8-1, Yankees. A-Rod hits his second home run of the day. Let me say that again. A-Rod hits his second home run of the day against Edward Mujica. I don't remember him. Jeter was on base, so it was 10-1, Yankees. Now, Victor Martinez hits a double in the bottom of the eighth that scores Cabrera, and makes it 10-2. And then Jason Giambi comes in to pinch hit for Andy Phillips in the top of the ninth. And hits a home run to make it 11-2. And then Ron Vallone gives up back-to-back singles to Casey Blake and Trot Nixon. Kelly Shopik strikes out swinging. And then as Drupal Cabrera hits a ground ball double play to end the game. Yankees win 11-2 against the then indians i know i have to say that because we you know can't really say that name anymore and let's just for kicks we have time let's look back at 20 years ago it's possible they didn't play 20 years ago today but oh nope they did and they won and moose was the winner hey cool all right so this game took place in yankee stadium it was against the oakland a's a lot of hits in this game, 26 hits between the two, two teams. Oakland had two errors. So it was Mike Musina against Mark Mulder. Moose was 14 and 6 at this point in 2002, and Mulder was 13 and 7. So, yeah, God, 20 years ago. Mark Ellis, Ray Durham, Miguel Tejada, Eric Chavez, David Justice, Jermaine Dye, Terrence Long, Scott Hatterberg, Ramon Hernandez, your A's lineup. For the Yankees, Alfonso Soriano, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Jason Giambi, Raul Mondesi, Rondell White, Ron Coomer, Shane Spencer, Chris Widger. (laughs) Holy cow. Steve Carsey, Mike Stanton, Ramira Mendoza, and Mo all pitched after Moose. Moose lasted six innings, gave up four runs on 11 hits, one walk, four strikeouts. He gave up a home run to Terrence Long. Interesting. Mulder gave up home runs to Shane Spencer and Alfonso Soriano. He also gave up doubles to Alfonso Soriano and Chris Widger. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh about that. It's just funny. The Yankees were 5-for-10 with runners in scoring position, and the A's were 4-for-10. The A's left 8 on base. The Yankees left 5. Interesting. Mulder pitched 7. Nope, 6. 6 innings. Gave up 7 earned runs, 8 runs overall on 11 hits. Gave up those 2 home runs I mentioned. Walked 1, struck out 8. Yeah. So the Yankees won that game 8-5. And, oh, what was the Yankees' record at this point? Because they were pretty good in 2002. 72 and 44. 72 and 44. So, not that far off from what they are now. (laughs) So, how are we feeling about our Yankees? Are we feeling okay? Now that I slept on it, I know I was panicking on yesterday's show. I apologize. But it was right after they lost. They look horrible. They've looked horrible since June. I mentioned it on yesterday's show. But I'm feeling... Okay, Just because they still have a big lead in the division. I don't care about the other stuff. Like I said yesterday, I don't care about home field advantage right now. I don't care about the Mets having the best record in New York. Who cares? No one cares. I couldn't care less. I care about the division. And right now they're still okay in the division. But as I said yesterday, their schedule gets a lot harder. Might not be hard this weekend. Because the Red Sox are not doing well. But you never know. Because... (laughs) The Reds weren't doing well, and the Reds beat them two out of three at home in Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees will be in Fenway this weekend. So tomorrow will be a preview of the Yankees' Red Sox. We'll go through the matchups. We'll go through, you know, how the hitters do against everyone. We'll talk about the Red Sox and how they're different. They traded some guys away. They brought some guys in. Chris Sale out for the year now. We have to talk about that because... What is happening with that dude? I don't understand what's going on with that guy. But um yeah, it's 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 a big story. You know, they're they're not going anywhere. They're last in the American League East. So their season is essentially it's not that it's over, obviously, because they have to play until October, but they're not really playing for much. So it's not If they were in contention and lost Chris Sale the way they did, it would be a lot worse. This is just compounding the badness, if that makes sense. But we'll talk more about this on tomorrow's show. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube and click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after us, why not listen to Locked On MLB? Make your second listen of the day, the Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB Expert. Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor passion and a unique perspective on every team including his Red Sox and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts one more thing if you could be so kind please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans we would really appreciate it so enjoy your Thursday we'll talk to you tomorrow so